and welcome to In Tune With Yourself. Today, I have Jay Sachs with me. He is a relationship specialist who transforms overthinking people pleasers into the leaders of their own life so that they can have fulfilling relationships. Welcome, Jay, and thanks for coming on today. Hey, thank you. That was uh, quite the warm welcome. Of course. I love to welcome my guests on nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on today. Um, Our topic is going to be about self-integrity. I'm very excited to talk about this with you. Yes, thank you. It's definitely my wheelhouse. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to start with a icebreaker question for you. I know we all love icebreakers. Um, (laughs) You tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, a few years ago, I went against the grain and I actually took my wife's at the time, my fiance's last name. So the last name Sachs is my wife's name. And uh, every time I would ever tell anyone that, they're like, what? That's not how it's supposed to normally be. (laughs) And I, I love that because why not challenge the norm, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, marital marital norms and and gender roles and things like that i love that that's really cool um was it a conscious choice to take it to be different or was this just something that made more sense for you and your family it made um well made well it made more sense in that (laughs) lily is my wife she absolutely didn't want to take my uh last name um it was the old name was mclean and i'd never cared for it even as a kid i had no connection to it um you know no connection to it from my parents because they had different names and there's a whole history there but my wife loves her last name Sachs. um that's her dad's last name with all of his family they they uh they fled south africa during the the war the world war ii they moved to montreal and they kind of created a bit of a, a small empire, I guess, in, in Montreal and the jazz nightclub scene. And so like the Saxes were, you know, kind of it was a noble name in a way. And, uh, and so she loves that holds on to it. And, and she was like, it was, I'm, I'm gonna be straight with you. There's no way I'm taking McLean. Story. And it wasn't just like, yeah, take this name. It's like, there's a whole yeah. background of it. Totally. And then, I mean, just, I mean, in my opinion, Sachs is just a cool name. So, yeah. you know, our kids' names now with the last name Sachs and even just, you know, not to say it's all about branding, but, um, you know, I just, I like that there's a different flow to it. And so it does also just feel nicer saying it. Um, plus, it just has that connection now to her and her family and history. And and I think it's awesome. That's really cool. And it gets to be... Um continued on i think that's the biggest thing for females is that if you have that connection a lot of time you don't get to take that last name or keep that last name i guess um you take your men's name so it's it's great that you've done that and that the whole now the legacy gets to continue on that's really cool well it does too actually because uh she is her dad's only kid so when you know when he passes and transitions It'll be her, and then now we have a daughter and a son, and we'll have mm-hmm. another child probably. And and so, yeah, it's kind of like keeping that namesake alive. 
That's awesome. I'm so glad that you did that. That's really neat to continue that on and, and share it with the kids. I'm sure the kids, when they're old enough to understand, they'll be like so proud of their yeah. last name where a lot of kids don't have that nowadays. I mean, it's just not the the norm. So I'm. that's really cool that you've got that story to share. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, so what is something that keeps you up at night? initially uh immediately to my head because i'm a parent you know i'm like oh the kids but (laughs) that's a cop-out and definitely uh not true because if i wanted to i could go to bed when they go to bed but i don't and so all my life um i've had a to put it i don't know however to say it but i've had a challenging relationship with sleep and i've always stayed up super super late um, I've done, I've done a lot of like reflection on this and this has been like, for me, honestly, like one of the big lessons I've been learning in my own health and like self-love and how I take care of myself. But I've always just stayed awake late and I have a lot of the reasons why, and I kind of know why it goes back to my childhood, but I, uh, I stay up too late and I watch TV <laughs> and, or I stay up really late and I work. Um, like I've definitely like stayed up till three in the morning you know, putting together aspects of my business or, or, or caught myself, uh, totally binging. (laughs) I think we're all guilty of that once in a while. hundred percent. A guilty pleasure for us is, uh, Love Island and Jersey Shore. Oh yeah. All the good ones, you know, we we dive right into the uh, reality TV junk sometimes and let that just pollute our brains for (laughs) quite a few hours. And then afterward, you know, the next morning I'm like, "Ah, why did I do that again? But that's yeah. my lesson. That's that's my one thing. I, that actually is literally what keeps me up at night. <laughs> okay. Well, it's something to work on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, okay. So what, this is a big question. Mm. What was the fork in the road that got you to the place you are today? Yeah. The fork in the road. Um, that's a great question. And like, there's a lot of different answers. And the more kind of tactile one that sticks in my mind is, you know, almost two years ago when I got fired from my job and I was a financial advisor, did it for 14 years, excelled at it, loved it, Mm, loved it and hated it, loved helping people. Didn't Mm -hmm. like, I'll be honest, didn't like being an employee. Mm -hmm. I, I never really jived well with, uh, you know, doing things, I guess, maybe how you're supposed to in a corporate structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, that's, I always did things my own way, <laughs> uh, and much to my detriment. I mean, there, there's a lot of lessons learned there as well. Um, but I just, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I did it. I did it well. And I, I really loved helping people and, you know, serving them with their money and helping them through difficult times, giving great advice, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't just getting fired. Um, it was a lot of like the pretense of it. And that's what got me into this work is um, it actually was precipitated by having a panic attack. So I had a full on panic attack. I hadn't had a full on one before. I've had anxiety all my life. Not anymore, but I had anxiety all my life. And then this one morning I woke up and I was late and it for some reason triggered me. And I definitely had a, a break and I had a full-on panic attack, but I reacted. And how I reacted um, went against some of the corporate guidelines at work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
look, obviously I won't get into any of the details. Nothing harmful happened, nothing, uh, nothing malicious, but I just didn't follow protocol. Right. And I remember talking to my employer about it and, you know, mental health is a, uh, is a, is a gray area in, mm -hmm. in a lot of organizations. And, you know, I think he probably was being as supportive as he knew how to be, but it wasn't anything that I think he was comfortable with. And it just was a decision that kind of put a black eye on my record. Um, and then from there it was, and how it played out and how at the time I interpreted how I was being treated and, you know, I was making it mean a bunch of different things that didn't serve me, but at the same time I was reacting with the tools I had at the time and it just, it mired the relationship. I didn't feel welcomed or comfortable. And, and I started to really, uh, kind of like push away and, and wasn't wasn't in it and so i yeah so they eventually they he uh made a decision to let me go but then it was the best thing that ever happened of course and that's the, that's the <laughs> positive right because i wouldn't be here today if i if, if frankly he didn't have the balls to fire me yeah when maybe it was something that i could have actually you know owned up to it and quit you know if it was something that i was so unhappy with so there is again lessons learned there but then i got to at the beginning of the pandemic, I actually be with my family and just understand, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Who am I? Because for 14 years, most of my adult life, I was, you know, a suit and tie financial advisor. And I never intended even to get into that field. <laughs> so I only did it to help people. And so then I, I went on a path of what the heck do I want to do? And um, yeah, it was a huge eye-opening journey. I trained to be a police officer and interviewed at local police um, police detachments. And I wanted to be maybe a nurse or a paramedic. And then I discovered my mentor, his name is Jim Fortin, um, and it changed my life. So it opened up my eyes and introduced me to transformational coaching and um, universal wisdom and all the different things now that are absolutely integral to my life. And it changed everything. So I decided to be an entrepreneur, go where my heart is and help people at a very deep level. Um, Cause that was always my passion and I wouldn't be here if, yeah, if I didn't get fired. And also I think I, you know, going back to it, I'm grateful for that event. I'm grateful for my brain acting how it acted to try to keep me safe, you know, through an anxious panic attack. Yeah. I've done a lot of work on it and, and studying and I see that it was just like the, the alarm bell was finally pulled uh, to be like, you need to do something different. And I'm so grateful for that situation. And I'm grateful for my employer for making that decision. And that's, that's like the tactile fork in the road where like my career changed and, and my direction changed. Yeah, that sounds like you went through quite the journey. I a quote comes to mind that I've seen and heard recently is that things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like you were struggling, you weren't in something you loved, but you liked part of it. Mm -hmm. Your body was saying, "Hey, we need to do something different here," and then yeah. it was acknowledged by your employer that it wasn't a fit, 
And then you could have gone a whole different way. You could have said, nobody wants me. You've gone down a dark tunnel and then just ended up, you know, self-destructing, basically. Oh, big time. Yeah. And I mean, that would have been in my nature uh, a little while ago. Now, I was starting to, like, I started reading lots of different, like, books beforehand. Like, I was wise to Eckhart Tolle and um, understanding, like, the, you know, the basics of, like, spirituality and all this. So I was starting to at least grasp this notion of even uh, law of attraction in the universe. Um, and so I remember sitting uh, outside of my work, waiting for my wife to pick me up. And in my head, I was, I was very, you know, when things happen, you get stress reactions. And so your brain's cloudy and you feel foggy and like yeah. I felt warm in my stomach and I felt the flush in my cheeks. But then as it subsided, I was like, I may honestly, I declared, I'm like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I declared that this was a lesson I'm learning. And um, that quote you just shared absolutely resonated. Yeah. Um, that this was happening for me. And, mm-hmm. and so that was huge. And then another quote that comes to my head was, um, when you don't know where you're going, any road will lead you there. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's just go where, frankly, like where the wind blows. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, great question, Ashley. Thank you for asking, and I, I hope that I hope that answered it in a kind of long-winded way. Oh, definitely. And I think forks in the road are like the universe saying, "Okay, you really need to make a decision here. You need to pick what you're doing and just go that way. Like, don't flip flop back and forth. Don't you know stand in circles. Pick a path and go." And I think it's an important one because usually those forks in the road are very much shaping your life and your decision so yeah and that's also like like, your fork in the road was a tough one but a well worth one oh it was well worthwhile and i wouldn't i wouldn't change it and then also to your point like you know the universe you know as i've come to learn doesn't have your back and all that it just reflects you so what energy you're putting out is what you're going to get back and also understanding you know when we are energetic beings like to get a little woo woo is we are actually connected um, to the universe. So what, even when I was trying to be a police officer, um, I didn't get the job and I only got it for a reason. I wasn't meant to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's not an excuse of like, you know, I've said it to a few people, like, oh, we're just trying to make yourself feel better. Well, no, <laughs> I, I'm also making it mean something. I'm allowing it to be that I wasn't meant to do that. And here I am today making a more impactful difference than I would have as a police officer. Um, And so everything is always looking at it as what door closed, sure. And then what window opened? Yeah. And what happened when you went out that window? What lesson did you learn about yourself? What was given to you? You're right. What was, what was given to you for your benefit? Yeah. Until you learn those lessons though, that's what I've noticed over my life is until you learn those lessons, they're going to keep repeating themselves. Yes, um, agreed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes like, we don't want to see them, but they're in front yeah. of us. And we're like, oh, I guess we got to deal with this now. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to learn this lesson, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that. Yes, that's great. Um, okay, so let's dive into the self integrity piece. It kind of ties into essentially what you said about getting into this line of work, and and you know, you you realize that you could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in your own words, what does the words inner critic and self-integrity mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, inner critic. 
you know, I think a critique, I think a judgment. And so, and at times we've all had it in our heads um, is, is when things are, are destructively negatively critiquing ourselves and judging ourselves, you know, anything you do, you're, you're constantly appraising it and not just evaluating it and seeing it and seeing what you can learn, but you're, you're judging it and you're seeing it and you're labeling it and you're saying that it's, that it's shitty or that it's stupid or that you're dumb or that it's ugly or Mm -hmm. not worth it. And so, and I think of like, I mean, anything, right? Like take the word critic and critique is for what it's worth. It's, it's it's just kind of a negative connotation. It's, it is Mm -hmm. a judgment. Even if you're a critic for a movie or a critic for a restaurant, um, it's, I don't know, you know, it's just like that, that, that inner, that inner destructive judgment. Um, and it can really, can really eat away at you. Yeah. And more like the dark cloud that's always judging you. <laughs> the yeah. way I see it. And not, and not even positively judging you. Like I, I do take it as, and it's just, I think the connotation of the word, like inner critic, you could have a critic that's constantly giving you 10 out of 10 stars internally, mm-hmm. right? You could have that kind of positive judgment, but for what it's worth, I think the the term is more relative to negative judgment and you putting yourself down and not seeing the light, not seeing the positives, um, you know, choosing to stay in a victim mentality. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely more of like the judgment piece that's inside of you that's critiquing what you're doing. And it's typically not a positive outlook <laughs> or no. judgment. Um, so then I would say the flip side, the sunny side of it, it can be under the self-integrity piece. So what yeah. would you define that as in your words? Yeah. So easiest way for me to describe self-integrity um, is keeping your word to yourself. And when I work with people, I'll ask how, how integral are you? Are you, do you have integrity? And even I'll say, do you have self-integrity? And not many people understand yet what that is. They're like, oh yeah, of course I, I'm, I'm an integral guy. Mm-hmm. I never lie. I, I do what I say. I do what I'm told. I was like, yeah, okay. So if somebody asks you to do something, you do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Never uh, without fail. I would never let someone down. Oh, okay. So what about <laughs> when you promise yourself? And then usually like, it's usually a, a pretty universal reaction. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, I break promises to myself all the time. <laughs> so, ah, So there you go. That's self-integrity. And so do you keep your word to yourself? How often do you break a promise to yourself? And uh, when, obviously, like we're going to lean to it, but when what you've obviously shared and learned in your journey is when you keep your word to yourself, only good things happen um, because you build your inner confidence. You learn to trust yourself. And, and that's where you really create. And that's where you really thrive is when you're actually holding yourself accountable. I think too, it also makes you feel good with keeping the word to yourself because like I find when my mind is in the more inner critic stage, I feel crappy. I feel like, oh, I can't do anything right. But mm-hmm. when I keep my word to myself, I feel like, okay, like this feels good. I've accomplished something. I don't feel bad about my decision. Like it's much more of a positive mind and like just a feeling in general, like you were able to able to keep your word to yourself. And that feels good because a lot of times we do break promises to ourselves, and we don't think that 
you know, no one is holding us accountable except for ourselves. Well, you know, if, if we're supposed to go for a walk every day and we're just lazy and we don't go, no one's going to say anything. (laughs) It's just harder to do because it's easier to lean into the negative and give up than it is to work at something and get that actual good euphoric feeling sometimes. Totally. And then at the deeper level, as you keep going with it is um, the more you break your promise to yourself, the less you trust yourself. And that'll come down to why you don't have confidence when you want to start a, uh, even a relationship or you want to start a workout program or you Mm -hmm. want to start a new kind of diet regime, or you want to do anything that you, in a way, you know, you want to do, you know, to benefit you. But if for your adult life, you never carried through and saw through to the end, something that you said you'd set out to do, and you do that repeatedly, you do it enough. uh, You just, you, it's how the brain works. You just won't trust yourself. And then that's where um, your confidence completely is shattered. And it can be a very, very quick turnaround once you start taking like keeping track almost even of when you've kept your word to yourself. Like I said, you said, like I, I'll go for a walk every day mm-hmm. and you actually do it and you realize that you kept your word to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really reverse those feelings of, of ins- like that lack of confidence and not trusting yourself very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I find that when I complete something that I said I was going to do, it just like, makes you trust yourself more because you got Mm -hmm. it done no matter what you got it done and i think that we forget our strength um in getting things done and and sticking with something especially when they're hard yeah it's like we we need to trust ourselves more and not be so heavily influenced by the external world and Mm -hmm. that's really difficult for people especially nowadays with social media like you Mm -hmm. scroll you see a picture, your initial reaction is to judge or mm-hmm. like be jealous, like not yeah. great feelings. So mm-hmm. um, I recently found I've been working on a few different projects and it's, I would normally put it off and I'd be like, oh, I'm too tired or I'll get to it tomorrow. And I always thought of the quote, like what, what you could do tomorrow, why not do today? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so true. Like, why not do it? And so I would put excuses up, but like yesterday I had the whole day planned out with things I needed to do. And I promised myself I would get them done mm-hmm. and I got them done. And mm-hmm. I felt so good. Like I was just so proud of myself. Yeah. I was feeling inspired by the fact that I got things done that I've been putting off for so long. And it yeah. was just like, yeah, see, and only it, it only made, um, like that feeling for me because it was something that I kept to myself and yeah. it was like, yes, I can go celebrate. I can go, you know, celebrate that little win or celebrate yeah. that big win. And it felt so good rather than to be like, okay, I checked this off my list. Let's move on to the next. Like it was just, it was a different feeling that I had yesterday than I usually have. And it's like, it's such a good feeling. <laughs> totally. And oh, I'm excited for you and you can feel it in your voice. Right. And yeah. even, you know, and it's like the things that you do, like maybe outside of your body, right? Like I, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go exercise all that. But also, you know, I help people understand that it's keeping your word to yourself, even in, I'm going to interpret the situation differently. I'm going to change my thought pattern. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the work to change my internal belief system. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I catch that ages ago. Like I used to judge money all the time. I used to be envious of people with money and celebrities and all this stuff. And 
anytime over the last like quite a while now, thankfully it shifted, is anytime I see somebody with a quote unquote success, immediately my mind goes to celebration and happiness mm-hmm. for them and joy and also an awareness that, you know, frankly, money is an f- infinite resource and it's everywhere, mm-hmm. um, is keeping my word to myself that I won't judge and I won't react how I used to. And so am I keeping my word to myself even in how I'm thinking? And that's another way of looking at it. Like, can you rely on yourself and trust that you're not going to react certain ways in certain situations that you're not going to overthink or overanalyze to your detriment? Mm -hmm. Um, Different things, right? So you can even, that's where it's really cool. Self-integrity. It's not about just the outside of yourself or like the physical doing of the world. It's also like, can you trust how you're going to think? Can you trust your thoughts? Can you trust your reactions? And that's where self-integrity genuinely is a, is almost an antidote to so many ailments in, in the human condition. That's amazing. I like that. I think, I think if we focus too internally more like on how we're feeling, how we're doing, what excites us, what doesn't excite us, how we can move forward. Like, I feel like if we focus more on that, we don't have as much of the, you know, Oh, I wish, or the jealousy or, or, you know, like you said, like it's more of for yourself. And I think that if we, celebrate other people's wins it makes them feel good but i find when i celebrate other people's wins too it makes me feel good because i'm like i'm a part of it i'm excited for them like that's awesome and it's we i think forget to celebrate our own wins like i know i've been bad for that i'll be like oh it's not good enough or i could do more and and now i'm like yes i completed that task great (laughs) it's it's a whole different mindset and it really changes how you feel overall in the day 100%. 100%. And, you know, being now specializing in helping people's relationships, it's not actually um, always just romantic relationships or anything. It starts with the relationship with self. And so, you know, another way of looking at it around even keeping your word to yourself is instead of regularly judging, say, your partner or other people around you or your friends or your family, I always have myself and then my clients stop and ask, how do I feel when I'm around this person? Because we can always judge and critique and analyze and and misinterpret and all these things, other people's actions. Um, But what we can't really lie about is how do we feel when we're around them? And I think if we can keep our word to ourselves that I'm going to question myself how I feel around people, and you do that more and more and more, you're going to start intuitively knowing who needs to be around you, who you like around you, where you need to put up boundaries, where you need to remove yourself. Um, and again, it does keep going back to like, am I being integral with my emotional intelligence right now? You know, am I being integral to my feelings? Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, to keep, <laughs> I guess, taking it even deeper is you can go all the way um, uh, with this concept of self-integrity, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, it sounds like it's a huge piece to, I guess, kind of like self-harmony, like just knowing what you need to feel in order to feel good and just like checking in with yourself i think a lot of times we forget to check in and be like how are we doing today buddy how are we doing today mine what do we need (laughs) sometimes it's like well i need a lot more water today and it's like okay great (laughs) now i know so it's like checking in i find is a huge huge piece checking in and doing a couple deep breaths and just really sitting with yourself is something that i've really started doing to you know, help myself out because honestly, no one else is going to help you but yourself. 
No, so, no. and no one can read your body like you can. No. <laughs> so no, no can you gotta listen to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one can read your mind. No one can know exactly what you need. And even, you know, I'm a parent. Um, even as parents, this might trigger maybe some parents. I don't know. I hope not. But even if so, triggers are a blessing. But <laughs> if uh, you think you know what your kids need, it's actually not true. You don't know what anyone else needs, even mm-hmm. your own child. You know a baby needs to be held in love and, and food and everyone needs food and oxygen and <laughs> warmth and all these things. But when it gets down to it, even if you think about yourself, does somebody actually directly know what you need? No, they don't. Not until they tell them, not until you share. Mm -hmm. That's why I think, you know, we can really humble ourselves too. Um, And helps when we are just like you said, in tune with what do we need? Because Mm -hmm. we're thinking a lot of us live outside of ourselves. We want people to fill these voids to, you know, fix us and to Mm -hmm. do the work for us. But until we're willing to ask ourselves, what do we need? And do, you know, and ask yourself, do I even know what I need? You really can't expect other people to. That's true. That's that's exactly true. So if someone wanted to achieve self-integrity or work towards it, Mm -hmm. what would you say they should focus on or like the steps that could help them um, get there? Yeah. um, A lot of it is, you know, I always say like, stop and ask yourself first. And I did when we talked about me with my late nights, um, where this is my lesson, I'm always asking myself, am I in integrity right now? And you're only in integrity when you are following through with what you declared and what you promised and what you said. So sometimes, you know, I, I can be a little bit, you know, I won't promise myself anything. I won't say anything. Like I'll go to bed when I go to bed. But when there's those nights when I'm like, you know, darn, I did say I'd go to bed before midnight. When it's at midnight, I get to physically ask myself. And the thing is, when you ask yourself questions, that's when you get answers. Mm-hmm. Is I ask myself, am I in self-integrity right now? And the answer is either yes or no. And so that's where it's really cool. We don't have to overthink it. It's very binary. It's a either mm-hmm. yes or no. There's no real in-between. There's no real gray area. And even if it's something, a circumstance that is outside of your control, which sometimes there are, it's still a no. If you like, you know, let's say um, there's a really cool example uh, from yeah, my mentor who shared with us around an Olympic athlete that he coached and he was flying to the Beijing Olympics and he trained every single day. I um, mean, some way, shape or form, he was training every single day. And because Beijing is in a full on different time zone, um, between him being at the airport and being on the plane, um, he trained that morning in his, say, hometown. But he actually then missed a day because of just the timeline, uh, the time zone change. And so he did two workouts when he landed in Beijing to make up for the lost day, even though technically he was still within like his day, like it was still like a 24-hour period. But he told himself he would exercise every day. And so for him, he chose to look at it as a technicality. But he then cleaned up his integrity and he kept his word. And so he did two workouts. And it's that kind of you know story, at least for me, that resonates where, well, he's an Olympic champion. 
And that's where, if you want to take it that far, you can ask yourself, am I in integrity? It doesn't matter the situation. So he would have asked himself, am I in integrity? No, I'm not. I'd say I'd work out every day. And right now it's the next day and I haven't worked out. <laughs> right. And so he can ask himself, no, either yes or no. And so that's a big one for me because it's, there's nothing to confuse it. It's very simple. It's either yes or no. And then another one is check your commitments. Are you over committing yourself? Yeah. Um, right. And especially as a business owner and an entrepreneur, there is a million and five different things you can do in a day. And I ask myself all the time, am I capable of following through with this? Will I be able to keep my word to myself? And, and that, that also really, really helps is just ask yourself, am I over committing? Am I able to do this? And then be honest. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, because I did this exercise last week. Um, I was feeling super, super overwhelmed. Like, I have so many things going on. I was like, none of it was organized. I was like, what am I doing? I can't do this. Like, and then I got really down on myself. And I was like, I just I know I can do it. I just can't figure out how to do it. So I had an hour long conversation with my friend. And she was helping me trying to figure out like, what it is like why am I so overwhelmed why am I all over the place and it was because I hadn't organized myself Mm -hmm. but I also took on so many things that I Mm -hmm. didn't actually feel brought me joy I was doing it to help others and so we she's like okay let's make a list of everything you're working on right now and let's break them by how much joy they bring you so Mm -hmm. you know some of it is like you can't control it in, in the moment, like you can control things, but like, for example, like my job, mm-hmm. I like my job, but it doesn't bring me a lot of joy, but mm-hmm. it brings me money and it brings me security. Like it brings me other things. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, I do like it. It just doesn't bring me as much joy as other things. Yeah, so we kind of put that in the middle. And so I had this um, committee that I was on and it was like the lowest on the totem pole. I'm like, I don't really feel I'm getting anything out of it. It doesn't really bring me joy. It would free up two hours minimum of my month. Like, you know, it, it was little things. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get off that committee. And so I have some more time and instantly I was like, Oh my goodness. What if they get mad at me for getting off? Like, what am I going to do with myself? And like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And then I went back and forth. I was like, no, I need to do this. I promised her I would do it. Like mm-hmm. I promised myself I would do it. And then I, I resigned from the committee. And as soon as I did, I was instantly like feeling joy. I was like, I did it. I I kept my word to myself. I did it. I got out of something I wasn't feeling joy from. And now I have that time freed up and I feel less stressed and less over. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And yeah, that's, that's seriously, that's awesome. And and so many of us, that's why, like, you know, I obviously shifted to how I specialize in helping people is so many people struggle with doing something for themselves because they worry about other people's reactions and judgments. And that's why, you know, it comes down to simple to use it colloquially, right? People pleasing, but it does come down from a lot of really deep seated fears of judgment. And, um, but even when you keep your word to yourself, you didn't leave it being like, oh, shit, I really should still do that. Oh, no, you felt joy because you're like, my mm-hmm. God, I had my own back. I mm-hmm. followed through with what I said I would because I'm important enough to do that. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that speaks volumes. 
Yeah, it was definitely freeing. I mean, it wasn't a huge piece to my overwhelm, but it was something where I was like, okay, I I now feel like I can, you know, get rid of or stop taking on more things unless I think to myself, is this going to bring me joy or something that I feel good about? And I think it's, it's taking that moment to stop and ask yourself these questions because normally I would just be the one to put my hand up right away. Oh, no one else is going to help. Okay, I'll put my hand up and, and join. Totally. I used to and, feel that too. Yeah. And it's like, I feel good helping people, but at the same time, like you can't help people and feel good about it if you don't feel good about yourself or bring oh. yourself joy. So yeah. it was a very freeing <laughs> experiment. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. yeah and, so I'm looking forward to show you that you can do it more. Yes, exactly. That's going to be key. Um, so what is your favorite quote about self-integrity? Um, so I got self-integrity, even this, I understood this concept from uh, finding out about, you know, this Harvard professor that actually works at the Harvard School of Business. And he, he had this as more of a business slant, um, you know, whole essay on it and everything, but he did touch in to what it means to be human and all this. And so he has a quote that's uh, pretty sure I'm going to get it right here, but it's to be whole and complete. Your word has to be whole and complete. And your word is only whole and complete when you keep your word. And his name's Michael C. Jensen. Um, But so me, I see that as we all want to be whole, right? We all want to feel completely in tune and in line with life. And we always feel somewhat incomplete in ways. And the easiest way to feel inc- to feel complete is simply keep your word to yourself. I like that. Yeah. And that's true. Like it's almost whole is like you've set the intention or you're, what you're going to do. You do it. And then it's like a complete circle of 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 completing completing the circle basically um so it's like gives you that closed close end of it where you can feel like yes i completed this it's it's my word was worth continuing with or uh keeping i guess well it's kind of like um using a screen door as an umbrella in a rainstorm if you're you're saying a bunch of things you're not keeping your word to yourself every time you don't there's a little hole in the screen right? It creates yes. this you know, whole, maybe not a very great visual, but it works for me <laughs> is every time you lie to yourself or don't keep your word to yourself, you're creating a little tiny hole and that's allowing rain, you know, to get in on you and, and keeping you heavy and keeping you just not feeling light and not feeling whole. So yeah, I, I, uh, I like that quote specifically around self-integrity. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah. What would you say is the number one takeaway you would like the audience to remember? Hmm. Yeah, everything in life is possible for you. Um, Not just around self-integrity and keeping your word to yourself, but in general, everything is possible for you. Uh, when it comes from a place of knowing your worth and understanding and having a willingness, and this is a big one, is to just be willing to keep your word to yourself, to just be willing to love yourself, to be willing to do anything that you want to do, and even saying that to yourself and living from that place 
you know, because then that opens up the world of possibility, because what are you willing to let go of? What are you willing to allow? What are you willing to challenge yourself with? What are you willing to learn? And so I kind of work from a place of if you're willing to keep your word to yourself and if you're willing to do the work, then your life absolutely will change. And you're you're walking proof. You know, um, I've been very fortunate, actually, to know you for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And a year ago, you wouldn't be doing a podcast. Um, no. <laughs> six months ago, you wouldn't be doing a podcast. But here you are creating a really powerful, you know, avenue for people to, you know, share their ideas and to help other people grow. And you're doing it because you had a willingness to do many things, a willingness to get uncomfortable, a willingness to keep your word to yourself, a willingness to learn, a willingness to love yourself. And I think, yeah, if people can work from a place of at least being willing to do something, then in many, in many ways, the universe will take care of the rest. That, I love that. That's so <laughs> true. I think if it, you just have to have the willingness to do it, because a lot of times there's hard things to do and there's uncomfortable conversations, but it's the willingness, because if you don't have the will, you're not going to do it. So yeah. if you yeah. have that, you will move forward regardless. Yeah. 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 I was coaching someone the other day and she's like, ah, I just, I I can't love myself. It's too hard. Okay. Let's work at that. Um, I then literally asked her, I'm like, just please repeat this. Cause also, I mean, we didn't get into it today, but also a huge piece of like, you know, my evolved mind method and how I help people is even through language. So to hear yourself say, and I had her do this is I'm willing to love myself. It doesn't mean that you have to declare, I love myself. It doesn't mean that you're going to be saying, I'm going to love myself tomorrow or anything like that. You're, you're just being open to something. And then literally like for her, it was like a weight had lifted and she's like, yeah. oh, I'm willing to love myself. And it's like, yeah, now you just put one foot down and you're going to put another foot in front of the other. And before you know it, you're on your path to, I love myself. Um, and so, yeah, literally just being willing, that's the, that's the icing on the cake. Yeah. That sounds like she probably felt really freed after saying that because then it's not such a hard, um, mm-hmm. not hard, uh, a big, a big stance of, I love myself. And when you feel like you don't, and you're yeah. saying it, it can feel disconnected. But if you mm-hmm. say I'm willing to yeah. love myself, it gets you thinking about it and being like, okay, well, you know, it's okay if some days I don't. But I know that I should, and I do, and I'm willing to keep working on that. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Big time. Well, that is great. I really, really appreciate all your information and chatting with me today. I will be sharing your uh, social media, Instagram, um, in the show notes. So for anyone who's listening, if they don't see the notes, um, Jay's handle on Instagram is I am Jay Sachs and it's J A Y S A K. X-E, sorry, S-A-X-E. And also he has a link in his bio that leads to free healing meditation series. I highly, highly recommend Mm. signing up and listening because as you may have noticed in this podcast, Jay has a very nice voice to listen to and it's very soothing. And so I highly recommend his meditations. I've listened to a few and they're excellent. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate that. 
No worries. I really appreciate you here today. And I thank you for your information and knowledge and just sharing your heart. And yeah. I look forward to connecting with you in the future. And maybe you'll come back on about another topic if oh. that works out. And yeah. Yeah, no, this is this is fabulous. And you're definitely on something that and I can just feel it in your energy. I, I know you're on the path of joy uh, when you're doing this kind of work. So that's it's amazing to be a part of. So thank you for including me. Thank you so much. And we will post this episode up and share it around and hopefully it will help somebody one day. Absolutely. All right. Take care, Ashley. Thanks. You have a good day. Bye. Bye.